0: I like to cook on the big green egg. Why? It's impressive and everything turns out great on the big green egg. If you don't have one, you got to go to Wassey's Meat Market and get a big green egg. They have the lowest prices in the country. They also have all the accessories. They even have a classroom set up to teach you all the basic techniques on the big green egg and advanced techniques on the big green egg. When you get the big green egg from Wassey's Meat Market, there's a lifetime guarantee. So check them out. It's Wassey's Meat Market. Check them out on Instagram or just go to their website, Meat Market. Dot com in Melbourne on Wickham Road. It's Market.
1: Let me ask you a question. Do you believe our endless news cycle is becoming more a 24-7 spin cycle? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. There's some blesses and curses for living in this information age. One of the problems can be what I call information overload too much information coming at us all at once the other issue is information censorship we talk about that a lot on this program truth to ponder how our attention can be moved so rapidly from one story to another we stayed focused on a virus that just vanished from the news and it became ukraine 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 we are easily manipulated, and, and too many Christians are, are so, well, ignorant of their own Bibles and Scripture and prophecy. They're so busy worrying about how they're going to get by in the future during re- times of recession and shortages. They don't make any plans. They keep looking to somebody else to fix it for them, and they they become more self-centered than scripturally centered. The Bible has many warnings of, of times to come, and, and many people focus on certain verses in the book of Revelation. And while we should be aware, we should also be, be making our plans for these very strange times that are to come. I don't know whether the beast, the mark of the beast, is here yet, but there's some things that get me concerned. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. And his number is six hundred three score and six. How many people truly pay attention to what is going on prophetically in our world today? My guest today is the Reverend Dr. Timothy Gales. And as we begin our session together, Dr. Gales. It seems the news headlines and the new crises change on a daily basis and people just lose focus. Is this by design and and how could this this ever happen in our society? Is it a lack of attention?
2: Well, it's the old adage out of sight out of mind. I mean, that's what the media does, right? Puts things in our mind and in our view and mm-hmm. once it's taken away, we forget all about it. Oh, we, we we don't have. even countenance it.
1: We we really have. I mean, I I've I've tried to watch the news and I'm trying to watch everything objectively. I'm not trying to uh, prejudge anything, but something is just disturbing to me. And I don't know if you share it. I know some people that I that I'm friends with quietly share it. But it seems like the narrative is too well scripted and too conforming across everything every news platform in the West. Am I wrong on that?
2: No, you're, you're right. It is. And it's a conformity, which you're, you're correct. It shows you a design. And when you see a design, you think of a designer. And we've been talking about these individuals who've wargamed different aspects of what we see going on, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's a cyber attack, uh, whatever it might be. These things have been thought of. They've been pre-planned. They've been wargamed, um, tried with AI. Right. And so mm-hmm. now they're implementing it. And so, as I had said, I guess the last time we, we spoke, the pandemic was phase one of this rollout of mm-hmm. the world government. And phase two is Hunger Games. And that's oh, exactly well, well we're well on saying.
1: our way. Even Even Joe Biden is beginning to let that cat out of the bag about rising food prices. And shortages. Yeah,
2: shortages. No food. Um, So across the world, you see different things happening currently. You see digital food cards or passports beginning to take shape. And so instead of a piece of paper, which are your digital, I mean, your passports for your COVID shots, Mm -hmm. they're going to implement digital uh, ID. And the way they're going to do ID 2020 Um, the digital ID is through food, food distribution. Mm -hmm. And because that'll be universal. They're going to make that universal, unlike how they tried to force the shots, but not everyone would take them.
1: I understand when you let's let's think back to World War Two. And I'm not I'm making only the comparison that it was useful in World War Two because of a need, I guess, it was there for food and rationing. People were somewhat willing to ration for a good cause, and it wasn't that we were lacking in a food supply. We needed food supplies to go elsewhere, and so people were asked to cut back, and most people did. But this seems to be very different. Uh, It's almost like a uh, planned—what's the word I'm looking for? A planned famine. I mean, we're going to enter a time of famine because we have cut off supplies to make fertilizer, we are threatening a part of the world where 30 to 40 percent of all grain comes from. That happens to be the Ukraine of all of all regions. And with this war, there's going to be shortages of grain. Shortages of grain make shortages of meat. And it goes on and on and on. It's a domino effect. Uh, exactly. When do you think we're going to notice this impact?
2: Within within six to eight weeks. As a matter of fact, we're already seeing it, but they're they're saying within six to eight weeks by May, June, uh, we're already going to feel shortages in a much bigger way in Mm -hmm. this country alone, let alone, you know, six to eight weeks in in Africa and Middle East and places like that. They're going to be starving starving. We're going to feel the shortages here, mm-hmm. and that's just going to get worse here. Um, it's not so much the food. I mean, look, it is the food we want, We need to eat. It's going to be used as a weapon. It is weaponized. It is being purposely done, all of this. The dominoes were put in place for a reason, so that there could be a domino effect. The, the tractors that it cost millions of dollars are run by very small computer chips that they put into these tractors, right. and if you don't have this this seventy dollar chip or whatever, your whole million dollar uh, tractor won't work, so ultimately they're they're making it so that you're dependent upon them for everything uh, they're even do with the bird flu um, they're killing off millions of chickens and states across the nation, and you're not hearing about it. Mm-hmm. They even have the ability to go health inspectors have the ability to check and get this your chicken's in your backyard with PCR tests. They're using the bogus <laughs> PCR tests on the chickens and then when they come up positive they say, ah, oh, we have to kill All you know, the a chickens. couple million the chickens. All the chickens have gotta yes. go. They have COVID. That's right. God. That's right. They have this bird flu, this the PCR test now checks for everything. I had somebody very close to me go to the doctor the other day. Would you believe federally Mm. They're now mandating that when you go to the doctor and you're tested, blood test, you have to be tested for HIV now. Isn't I that wonder
1: interesting? why. Yeah. Wow. I, well, I think we don't we have vaccine induced HIV now.
2: Yeah. Co- co- yeah. What do they call it? VAIDS? Yeah. Um The fact of the matter is, is that, you know, you and I said this uh, probably a year ago. I talked about HIV one and all that. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's in there. And of course, the, this is a way for them to monitor how many people have taken the jab and how many are coming down with AIDS. It is AIDS and it will spread. They know it will. And, and who worked with AIDS for decades? Dr. Fauci. Oh, and so it's being used as part of a depopulation program. And this poison shot is giving a multitude of things, as the Pfizer documents show, things we had said long ago were going to come, that these shots are showing no benefits at all. But all
1: deficits. Oh, they try to convince us that they, they, they lower the, the symptoms and, and your chance of hospitalization and, and they might even lower death. That's what they try to convince people of. But the numbers now are just going in the other direction. For example, coming out of England, which has been fairly honest with their numbers. If you are in that working age group of, let's say, in your 20s, 24, 25 to basically up to 64 years of age, your odds, your chance, and this is per 100,000 people. This is not just total numbers. So to keep it fair, your case rate per 100,000 is vastly higher if you are vaccinated, your odds of going into the hospital are vastly higher. If you are vaccinated, and your chance now of dying is higher if you are vaccinated, particularly in those age cohorts, and there's no real improvement anymore for the elderly. It stayed about the same. So hmm. all of a sudden, we see that over time, the first jab may have given you protection they claimed for six months, it ended up being more like seven weeks. Then we had the boosters, and they're only effective now for about two weeks. Um, Each time you get a diminishing result. So how many boosters are we going to need before we either, A, get rid of COVID, or two, you know, B, destroy the entire immune system?
2: Yeah, well, we're going to need indefinite amounts, right? Yearly, they're talking about. But that's not even the case. The COVID is just, we're never going to get rid of COVID. It is their tool to control, their tool to gain power, and the very tool to genocide uh, three quarters of the world. Oh, yeah,
1: we could always have an emergency outbreak that we have to deal with.
2: Well, now they have a sub variant what is a subvariant we had all these variants with these different names right what is a subvariant now but that's coming apparently all over the world while this so called war is happening a subvariant because we can't totally let covid go i mean we're not talking about it but we can't let it disappear from the picture either because we have to use that more in the future so that is now on the rise and how is that on the rise Is it PCR tests? What?
1: What I've noticed from like mainstream media, you know, the the all in for COVID media, Mm. their attitude right now is uh, COVID numbers are down and but we're cautious. But we we all know that it could come back even stronger than before. And of course, we will have to go back to the measures we've used before. But but for now, enjoy your, you know, (laughs) You're your walking the prison yard. That's the best way to describe it.
2: Absolutely. Because with this digital uh, infrastructure that they're putting in um, and the war in Ukraine they're utilizing for it, this infrastructure is total slavery, right? So you're going to have a digital ID. The digital ID is going to allow you to have a central bank digital currency. Mm -hmm. The the central bank digital currency is what's going to be used for everything going forward. So if you don't have a digital ID, you cannot have the digital currency. If you don't have the digital currency, you cannot participate in society at all. What will we do? Where will we go if Mm -hmm. you say no? You, you, even if you've paid your home off, you're still going to pay taxes. Yeah. Where's that coming from? Mm-hmm. And if you cannot pay taxes, you lose your home. Right. And you know, BlackRock or some of these groups, Vanguard, will, will scoop it up. And that's that's the game. That's the point.
1: And, and speaking I, of BlackRock, they have been buying up houses at above market prices all over the country.
2: That's right. They have indefinite money. They, 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 they're... Owners print the money, right? So mm-hmm. it's not about money. They it, these people have everything they want, everything they need, except total power, total control, and that is the objective. I mean, look at the look at the Caesars in Rome. Eventually, they were gods. Mm-hmm. They became gods. They they were divine and they were worshipped. And you pinched incense to Caesar and said, yeah. "Caesar is Lord," mm-hmm. because that is. The aphrodisiac, that is the total power and control is what people want. Um, Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. You know, you'll be like God in scripture. It goes back to Genesis. You know, the
1: other day, (laughs) the other day on on a program earlier this week, I I played a an audio cut from a writer, philosopher, college, I know, university professor out of uh, Israel Mm. And his name is it's uh, Yuval Noah Harari. And and he he is a he's got the ears and eyes and and of the important people at the World Economic Forum. He has been one of their keynote major speakers in their big Congress hall on two different occasions. 2018 Mm -hmm. and then at the very beginning in january of 2020 before covid became the crisis he was also speaking and in all of his talking he he refers to this combining of the human to the machine In, in other words we can have eternal life We are going to have intelligent design. And and his words are, well, hang on a second and I'll I'll play it for you. Science is replacing evolution by natural selection with evolution by intelligent design. Not the intelligent design of some god above the clouds, but our intelligent design and the intelligent design
3: of our clouds. The IBM cloud, the Microsoft cloud. These are the new driving forces of evolution.
1: so, your reaction to the good professor 's idea that you know we can be we will be like gods. As a matter of fact, it was on his website that I noticed at the top. Uh, the beginning of history is when man invented gods, and the end of history is when we, when man becomes gods and, and, yeah. and, and that 's his entire philosophy and this is one of the driving forces. Behind an organization that used to be just an obscure group, you know, four decades ago, to a worldwide powerhouse with people that they have trained in every level of government, in every nation across the globe, of any consequence.
2: Sure. Well, look at the statement, right, that he made. Number one, it's prideful and arrogant. That, that they're going to become gods. Number two, I say there because when he says we will become gods, he's not talking about you and I. Of course not. We, he's we're, talking we're the about serfs. them. He's talking about them. He's talking about those who are part of the World Economic Forum. Harari is the right hand man to uh, to Sh- Schwab. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a, a homosexual man. Mm-hmm. Who Proud is, of it. Oh yeah. And and married to that. his husband who is the his promoter
1: and booking agent and you know mm-hmm. Man yeah. Friday, every for everything that he needs, you know, he's at his right. beck and call. They live mm-hmm. they live a wonderful, wealthy lifestyle outside of Tel Aviv, not far from the Mediterranean Sea. Yep. And and they become part of that elite class structure.
2: Sure. For now, you know, um, there's no honor among thieves. So, you know, in the end, they're going to turn on each other as things always uh, evolve that way. But or devolve into that. But what you're seeing here is this godlike status. And that is, that does go back to Genesis. Right. And we're seeing the world being systematically um, mm-hmm. deluded, deceived yeah. mm-hmm. and depopulated the three Ds. And and with that, you're going to see a smaller group of, of slave or serf class, like you said, that they want to control. That's really what it comes down to. Uh, and, you know, humanity has to break out of this spell, this deception, this, this uh, psychosis that we see going on because the television, we're still watching the TV. We're still pushing these shots that aren't doing anything good for anybody. Yeah. I- we're still and
1: look, I mentioned this last week and and earlier this week. Journalistic integrity went down the toilet, even at places like Newsmax and Fox. When you find out that they were happy to take oh a chunk of that big money that the Biden administration put out, not just to run the public service announcements, but to have some of their personalities personally pushing and endorsing the vaccines. Right, that happened right. at Fox. And you're yeah. finding out millions of dollars went to the supposed conservative network so that Harris Faulkner could tell you, you need to get vaccinated. You can be safe and we can end this. We can do this together. And, and I mean, I listened to her say that when I first saw it. And I'm going, what happened? All of I, a sudden, you know, she's now this lone voice and then others one by one. The daytime news people became pro-vaccine in a hurry. Of course, they couldn't go to work without it.
2: That's right. That's right. And you. And where are they now, right? There are places getting rid of the mandates. There are places saying no more masks. Um, it's a confusion out there. Some places you have to have masks. Other places you don't have to have masks anymore because everybody's focused over here on what the left hand yeah, is doing. you got
1: airline pilots suing to say, yes. take these cotton you know, one One pilot said, you know, I wear glasses and I'm getting tired of my glasses being fogged up from this stupid mask, I can't hear, I get headaches, I'm fatigued, and you want me to be the captain of this aircraft flying across country.
2: Well, the the stewardess is... And employees for these airlines are getting sick at astronomical rates right now. Of the COVID shot uh, damage that is happening to these people is incredible, and it's not being broadcast of anywhere. Not. Uh, so we see this. Across Look, even the board. Fox is going to be
1: worthless on this until it's so obvious they can't deny it anymore because they took the money.
2: Right, and it's already happening. We've got we've lost more millennials. Okay, in in a half a year from these shots, then we lost in the entire Vietnam War. We lost over sixty four thousand millennials from the shots. Yeah. In about six to eight months.
1: Oh, let me play devil's advocate here. But how do you know they were the shots? I mean, it could have been anything It could have. I mean, isn't it just uh, doesn't don't people that young age have heart attacks and strokes all the time?
2: Absolutely, just like grammar school kids do and we need defibrillators in the classrooms. You remember those, don't mm-hmm. you, when
1: you were in grammar school? Yeah, of course. We had one yeah, we were training in the second grade. Yes. I don't think so, but No. No. In the second grade in the second grade I was learning how to dive under my desk in case of a Russian nuclear attack.
2: That's right, which you better learn how to do again, apparently. Yeah. But, you know, so what we're looking at is we're looking at what is the what what changed in the past year that could account for such a drastic number of deaths of millennials? What changed that we have over 700 athletes dying on the field at young ages, one of the some of the most fit people in the world? Mm -hmm. What changed that all of these things are happening? What was thrown into the mix here? Uh, could it have been mandatory shots? No, it can't be. Yeah, maybe it's COVID. Yeah, COVID it's like, itself, they're they, saying, right?
1: You know, we, we saw those videos out of China back in February of 2020 of somebody just walking down the street, collapsing and dying, and then seconds later, the two guys in the hazmat suits picking up the body and running off. Yeah. I, I mean, it was getting us ready that people just keel over from COVID and die. And and it, it what's sad... And I'm not going to say that we, 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 my wife and I, we know somebody, uh, just nice person, but believes what they, they see on CNN and and their attitude is when they heard a family member had come down with COVID back in April of 2020, the attitude is, so when do you expect them to die? And it was like, uh, this person's like in their thirties, uh, in really good health, Um, I expect them to be recovered in about 14 days, and here's Mm -hmm. what's going to happen, A, B, C, and D, the way it was tracking then, and it's precisely how it played out. Um, And so people were thinking, even to this day, if you are to go to the less thinking part of the population, I'm trying to be polite, that just get their news from NBC, ABC, or CBS, and that's the way it is, and they believe every word when you would ask them what are your chances of dying if you get covid now from the unthinking how many what do you think the percentage was i'm i'm looking at it right now what do you think the percentage of people dying was if you came down with covid to those that knew very little hardly at all well the truth what what they believed What they were believing is that 60 or 70 percent would have to go to the hospital that got COVID and half of those people died. In other words, they were thinking it had a case mortality rate of 50 percent almost, which is and and, and they're the ones that are still running around wearing a face mask. That's
2: right. Two, two of them or three. And that's right.
1: And and, and they're triple vaxxed looking for their fourth booster to make sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, th- think about that. Four shots in the space of a year—just mm-hmm. that alone ought to cause red flags. Four shots. You know, you don't. You kn- you didn't go get a polio vaccine so that you could lessen the effects of polio. No, you, you went and got this. You you wouldn't get polio. We. What is this? Lessening the effects of something? That's not a vaccine. Then, no, it isn't. by definition at all.
1: And if it doesn't stop transmission, then why should it be mandated?
2: We are. Why are people believing in such insanity? I don't know.
1: We've had basically 50 years that I know of, of the beginning of the process of systematic dumbing down. And, and I, I think of a English teacher that I had as a senior in high school. Young guy. I mean, he was only out of college a handful of years. But very profound. Um, I never could figure his politics out. He he wanted everybody to be to understand all sides of an argument. Mm-hmm. So you know you have to be able to make your case. But he said something um, b- before we finished up our senior year. He said, "You know, this may be you may be the last class that has higher academic achievement, and you earned it." He said, I just have this feeling, it's all gonna start going downhill from here. And that was his own words. And I never thought much of it, I'm going, what do you mean, You know, it, how would it get worse? Well, here we are 50 years later, he, he was a prophet.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely a prophet. Well, you could see what they were doing and what they were getting rid of, and, and they weren't teaching you how to analyze, discern, or think about anything. Not anymore. Uh, they were getting rid of reading, writing, arithmetic, right? They were, they were putting in all feeling-based subjects, which obviously gets you nowhere, but you feel good. Uh, and that's that's kind of where we 're at today. Everything is based on feelings, so you know that's easy to control a society based on feelings uh, you just uh, you know and I, I I hate to use the term, but as b f Skinner said, you masturbate them yeah ha- yep. you know you 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 give them the emotions, you give them the feelings, you give them those carnality um uh, issues, those pleasures, and mm-hmm. that's what will control them, not their thinking, not logic. There is no logic anymore. None of those things. We're always shocked at how nobody uses logic. Well, because they're just, they're using feelings. That does away with logic. They
1: they have basically systematically, you know, beaten logic out of people. Yes, they they have. They make you feel like you shouldn't do that. Something else I ran into, and I shared this story earlier this week. Looking at the little town that my wife and I spend a lot of time in, the county up in North Georgia. So a little story that happened to be in uh, one of the news sites, you know, little little hometown news site. And they're they're talking about the new textbook they're going to be using for middle school mathematics, you know, they? and they're just so excited about this. Now remember, this is Bible belt conservative, ninety two percent Trump voter country. Okay, we're not mm. talking about Atlanta, Georgia. We're not talking Philadelphia or Miami or Detroit. This is Little Rabin County, Georgia. And so I got the name of the course and I looked it up. And, you know, they they have all these accolades about it. And then I I accidentally came across, you know, a typical lesson from their eighth grade workbook and the answer key. So they're, they're kind of like people that are using this. Now, I can remember when you and I took math, I know for me, like if you're doing geometry, You might have a a thing, a farmer has a piece of land that is, you know, 500 feet wide by 1,000 feet and needs to put fertilizer to an inch of a quarter, you know, quarter inch depth on top. How much fertilizer will he need? And you just do the math question, you know, simple enough, right? Mm -hmm. Or grass seed or anything else. You know, you've got a a backyard and it takes so many, uh, you know, so many pounds of grass seed per 50 square feet or whatever I I can't remember but you follow that you learn how to do the equation and if the yard's a triangle how you figure the area and all that stuff or a circle well this textbook it's talking about you know doing mathematics but it's because of our depleting natural resources from deforestation and climate change, it's all full of the woke agenda of climate change, the Earth's in a lurch. We're the bad guys. We're destroying it. So here's your math question: How fast are we destroying it? Literally, you know, at this rate, how long before you know we hit the apocalyptic? You know, we're we're, we're done. And I'm thinking they're using this math. Common core math, by the way, we try to pretend it doesn't exist, like critical race theory, but there it is in all its glory and splendor. Right. And so, we, we, I hate to say it, but we're in a world of trouble. What do you think?
2: Well, you, with Google and YouTube, you can do pretty much anything, right? You can look it up or watch it, learn how to do something. But what if you don't have Google or YouTube? Is anybody gonna know how to do anything anymore? That's our dependency on the digital, our dependency on the computer system. When our brain is a much more efficient computer system, but we're not learning how to use it, we have transferred our the use of our brain to the use of our phone and our computer, and that's become our brain. You know what we call that? The hive mind. And that's what they're creating. Don't let it happen. My guest today, the Reverend
1: Dr. Timothy Gales. And it's so wonderful to have you back on the program on a regular basis again, at least more regular than it has been. We have a lot more to share in the second half of the program. Right now, we need to take a quick break. And I want to share before the break just a few things that are very important. Here we are. On the verge of being in the month of April, here's the last day we are, last day of March. And, and this year is flying by. The first quarter of the year is over. And I, I look forward to what God may have in store. There are a lot of things that, that God has laid on my heart for this ministry and other ministries and things that need to be done in these very changeable times. Doing this radio program takes a significant amount of my time, and I love doing it. But I want to make sure that the time is well spent. Now, you can help me by just letting me know that you listen. Even if you're unable to support the program financially, that's fine. I'm not going to be harvesting an email list, so to speak. I'm not doing that. But if you would send me an email at Bob at Truth, the number two, ponder.com. That's Bob at Truth, the number two ponder.com it helps me to determine if this program is having the impact it needs to have if you're listening as a podcast let me know that it's a podcast or on radio whatever the case may be now if you can support us financially would you consider writing a check made payable to ancient word radio that's ancient word radio mail it to truth to ponder 5753 highway 85 north That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248 in Crestview, Crestview, Florida, 32536. You can also support us from our webpage, truth2ponder.com.
3: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Hitler's father coming up. Shalom alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Khan your Jewish Connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. The Bible speaks about the blessing of the father. Isaac blesses Jacob. You know, Isaac bless Jacob. Jacob blesses his sons. And every generation, fathers bless their children. The father's supposed to bless his children. And children are supposed to receive the blessing and be blessed. Well, the greatest evil the world has ever known was launched by Adolf Hitler. He was responsible for the death of six million Jews and millions of others as he propelled the world into the Second World War. Hitler's evil didn't happen in a vacuum. He was raised by a father who never blessed him, who treated him harshly with anger and a lot of beatings. Hitler fought back. Now, it's not that his father is responsible for what happened. Hitler was. But nevertheless, it's noteworthy that Hitler never received his father's blessing. He had a very horrible relationship with his father. Hitler was a cursed man who brought a curse on the world. It's real important to receive your father's blessing. Maybe you never did. Maybe your life has been affected by it, and you haven't lived a blessed life. The good news is you still can, because if you're born again, you now have a heavenly father and he'll never refuse to give his blessing to the child he loves, but you have to receive it. Forget what you never got or what was never given to you. You are now a beloved child of God and you can now receive your father's blessing from your father in heaven. So receive it because it's time to live as a beloved child. You want to live a blessed life? Then all you need to do is get blessed and you'll have a blessed life. Get your blessing because your father is waiting to give it want more, ask for your father's blessing. Now, how do you like to receive special daily teachings with the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus to give you victory for every day of your week and updates on Israel prophecy, a free subscription to Sapphires and the incredible mystery of the temple doors all free? You'll love it. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus's real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 to receive your free gifts. You will be blessed, but call now. It's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and reach millions of unreached peoples around the world. Imagine you could blanket the earth with salvation. Well, you can. It's amazing. Through shortwave radio, it's the farthest way you'll ever touch the lost. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 to have a part. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Or you can write me direct. Just write to the nice Jewish boy at Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy. Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, be blessed, my friend. Shalom Aleichem, peace be to you in Messiah, Sar Chaim, the Prince of Life.
1: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you back to part two of this last day of March, Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. There's so many things that are running in my mind right now, and I'll be sharing sharing some things that I really believe God has laid on my heart to tell to you over the days and, and weeks ahead. It's amazing how Certain people have walked into my pathway in recent months, whether by email, website, or whatever connection. It's like God is pulling his people together. There's some people that I know that are what you would call preppers, and I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with being prepared. I think it's a very wise thing to do. The Bible teaches being prepared. So why shouldn't we be prepared for the difficult things that can happen in our life? From my point of view, oh, by the way, the Transmitter Project coming along, great. I'll be sharing a lot more about it. Still waiting on a few items, but we'll we'll get back to that some other time. But right now, the most important thought... There are a lot of people that I, that I talk to, there are people that I, I've met because of this radio program and other work that I do that are what, what are called preppers. They are practical preppers. They're trying to be prepared for the things that happen in life, but there are so many others that are trying to prepare from a secular worldview for the terrible things that may happen even here in, in the United States we saw the absolute despicable ugliness that happened in Canada under Justin, I'm a World Economic Forum graduate, Trudeau. These people are satanic in my point of view. There is no health, there is no holiness, there's no righteousness in any one of them. They're agents of Satan. And a lot of people think they can simply prepare themselves, head out to the countryside. If you live in the United States, you know, stack up, you know, stock up on some ammunition and make sure that you keep your powder dry, as they say, plant a garden or two, and somehow you'll be just fine. Well, maybe, maybe, I really believe that the most important aspect of survival in the times to come is your relationship with Jesus Christ. If you don't have one, if you don't have that shall we say power, that power to protect you. The Bible says, "Do not put your your trust in princes or the sons of men." But too many people do. Many conservatives, they really don't they really don't have a relationship with jesus christ so they're out there on their own thinking hey come november we're going to fix it at the ballot box we're going to get all the right people in the house and the senate we're going to fix it this year and and in 2024 man it's going to be a wonderful world almost like post-millennialist i'm sorry but that's not how it works look i believe god will lead god and protect his own my guest today the reverend dr timothy gales dr gales Along with voting in the right people, a lot of people are believing all they need to do is plant food and they'll be exempt from the upcoming food shortages.
2: Well, I think many are going to try, and I think you're going to be able to have the beginnings of it. But understand this, Agenda 21... And the goals of ID 2020 are mm-hmm. complete control and power. That means no independence. And having your own garden, your own livestock, and your own property mm-hmm. is independence, and it won't be allowed. So the excuses will be there. Uh, the food, the the seeds, just like we saw with Governor Whitmer, we saw in in during the pandemic. Unless seeds. we unless
1: we for, people forgot mm-hmm. at the beginning of the pandemic. When certain privileged big box stores were allowed to be open to take care of your necessities, you know you could go to the Walmart or the major grocery store chains, and they even allowed like the home depots and Lowe's, but you were restricted. You could only buy cleaning supplies and you know, things to take care of killing viruses on surfaces That's that 's about all they would let you buy. Um, well, in some areas anyway, because, see, while maybe in Georgia I could buy anything I wanted or in Florida, uh, tell them what happened up there in the great state of Michigan.
2: Yeah. Well, they they cordoned off the area where you could buy seeds and gardening tools. I mean, what did that have to do with covid? Right. Mm-hmm. But they, they put that in there. And, 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 and a number and of this, places. Is,
1: this is in the time when you'd be buying that stuff in
2: anticipation of planting a garden. That's right. And I think it was to test pilot it to see how public, how the public would react if they could get away with doing that during any crisis, even when it had no purpose, really, Mm -hmm. Uh, because the purpose is to limit all of that for people. It's to stop us from buying seeds and planting victory gardens. Uh, Same thing with them saying that they're finding covid in the deer running around today. I I mean, somebody's out there with a PCR test sticking it up their nose. I don't know. But they're finding COVID in deer, which means you won't be able to hunt your own deer. They're going to find it. They're finding it in the chickens now across the country because of PCR tests, believe it or not. So they're slaughtering hundreds of thousands of chickens all over the place. Do you think they're not going to find it in anything else that we could basically live on for free? Mm Mm-hmm. Of course they're going to. Well, that's why you're going to get yeah. your food from them. You're
1: right. That's why they got to bring out the sub as you mentioned in the first half of the program. Mm-hmm. We, we need to have a subvariant boogeyman that is jumping from people back into nature to jump back and kill people again.
2: So you have some of the biggest uh, owners of farmland, Mr. Gates and his mm-hmm. buddies. Oh, yeah. So that you won't be that. able to plant in the country. You have uh, he also is invested in the companies to give you mealworm burgers and the bugs uh, juice and everything else, which they even have an article I read the other day about how bug juice was better for you than orange juice. Mm hmm. Are you kidding me? But this is what we're seeing. So they're pushing the bugs, the mealworms, all of that for food. And they're saying we cannot have livestock. We cannot have even fish. They're going after the fish now. Shellfish. I saw an article basically saying that shrimp, clams, shellfish all have feelings. I kid you not. From Mm -hmm. York University, feelings. And that ethicists should look at it because it, it, they feel pain and they're emotional and they get upset. A clam, a clam. Mm-hmm. OK, so they're going to say ethically we shouldn't eat them either for the environment. Everything's being put, no matter how crazy it sounds, everything's being put into place so that you have to go to them and only them for food which is going to be all synthetic garbage and everything you're going to you're going to live in the smart city you're going to live according to their rules Tra- tracked traced everything you do everything you think okay this is where we're going and it's not coming 10 15 years from now no it's coming soon and the food crisis This year, 2022, we're going to see some serious food shortages in this country with people hungry, okay, and other people starving and dying around the world, but people hungry in this country that we've never seen before. And this is what's coming, you know. I was reading the other day Saint Ephraim, the Syrian from the three hundreds early church, and he said something about the end time. He, he said that when Antichrist comes, he's going to first begin with the belly, mm. and that's how he's going to control people—hunger,
1: Hunger Games, as you've called it.
2: That's right. You know,
1: I, I'm thinking while you were talking about the what uh, the fake meat stuff. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, the synthetic and it's been gradually being bought to bear in parts of the country even burger king has has some kind of a meatless meat burger uh i can't remember what they call it i really don't want to know what they call it right and and depending upon where we're at you know at any given time uh in florida if i'm out in in a more rural town and i go to a a grocery store chain, like, like Publix or or Winn-Dixie. They're popular still in Florida. The the area for the, shall we say, plant-based meats, you know, you find in the freezer section or, or other parts of the store. Now, when you are in a city like a Port St. Lucie or an Orlando or a Jacksonville, um, those areas are getting bigger and bigger month by month. And people are gradually moving in those directions because the stuff is now, for the first time, a little bit cheaper. And thankfully, when you're out in the countryside, there's like one door of a freezer cabinet of of a long hallway full. And people walk past it and they look at it. I ain't buying that fake stuff out in the country. They're not going to do it. It's going to take a little doing. But I really believe the cities are the ones who are going to fall first because they have nowhere to go. They have nowhere to plant. They have nowhere to plug in their electric cars. Right,
2: right. Well, look, we are we are looking at such craziness where we're told to get rid of our cars. This goes back, as I said to you before, the Kyoto Protocols back in the 90s. When they had that conference in Kyoto, what they mm-hmm. talked about was getting rid of eliminating 99% of gas powered vehicles in the world. Mm-hmm. They were talking about bicycles like you'd see in in China, riding bikes in most places and electric cars. Oh and just... and, and, and don't
1: even think about a gasoline powered
2: lawnmower. No, nothing gas powered would be allowed anymore. Your chainsaw, your That's nothing. happening and that's happening in parts of California. That's right. Battery powered. Isn't it interesting? You have battery powered weed whackers, battery powered chainsaws. Get used to it because that's what it's going to be. And pretty soon it's going to be very hard to even get those. But that's where they're going. And that will limit people to travel restrictions which they have a multi-pronged way of doing that as well. COVID is one of them, lockdowns. But travel restrictions is, is battery cars. And if you have a social credit system, which they are implementing, then and they don't like what you said on Facebook yesterday, you're not going to be able to travel. Mm-hmm. They're going to turn your car off if if you are a political dissident in their view or whatever and they don't want you going more than 5 miles from your home the minute you try to go 5 miles in 1 inch your car's going to stop your id uh, digital currency won't work anymore mm-hmm. they're just going to be able to turn you off from society now that will promote conformity won't it and that's what they want Ah, uh, those who resist that. What are we going to
1: do? Well, you look at you look at the the population distribution in, in the United States alone, and the percentage of people that live either in or immediately adjacent to a big city. Uh, that is where the bulk of the American population resides, for the most part. Um, people are not spread out over California; they're they're in. They're in Southern California, between Los Angeles and down into San Diego. They're up near San Francisco and over to uh, to Sacramento. But you don't find them. There's not that many in Yucca Pia. I mean, just a handful of people and farmers that are out there growing stuff and you know mm-hmm. and, and doing oranges. The same is true in many other parts of the country, even in South Carolina. There's a lot of a lot of land, but everybody lives near a bigger town, whether it be in an Anderson, a Greenville, Spartanburg, Charlotte, North Carolina, Raleigh, Durham. You know, it goes on and on. It's, it's going to start, I really believe, in the cities because they're self-contained. They have nowhere to go. In New York City, a surprising number don't even own cars. They, they rely on public transportation. And with the cost of gasoline and trying to park your vehicle, what are you going to do? I mean, this is, this is all part of a plan. And you're, yes, you're right. If you're on Long Island, you're stuck. You are out on Long Island, and it is increasingly becoming a super urbanized area. Yeah. Um, I can remember when I was a little kid living there, you could go out and see the beauty of the countryside and farms. They're all gone. They're not there anymore. When my grandparents came up as little kids around the turn of the century, there were still f- active farms in Brooklyn and Queens, in New York and Staten Island. Active farming. Yeah. It got pushed into Nassau County, then into Suffolk County, and then pretty much into the Long Island Sound. I mean, they too much housing, too much other development. And, and so here we are. So if we have, you know, it's going to be hard to deal with the rural population, they're going to get the city population, I believe, totally under control before they dare you know, spread their wings and, and go farther outside. Besides, you're going to need some of the food still coming from the rural areas.
2: That's right. Well, again, you know, we're going to try to go local. Uh, People are going to try to buy local as the food shortages occur, but then that's going to be controlled. Agenda 21 talks about them being able to control even your own garden at your house, just Mm -hmm. like your own backyard chickens will be uh, under their control. So there is nothing yours anymore. And that's the ultimate agenda. Right. So that's what we're looking at when we talk about this, this world government to 2030. Schwab said, you're going to what? Own nothing and be happy. Well, they are taking it or off as happy right as
1: we let you be.
2: That's right. Or, or, or those of you who are left, of course. And that's exactly what they're doing right now. They're doing it uh, incrementally, but in a quicker pace because 2030 is not far away. And 2025 is a very interesting date. Because they look to that. And if you go back to Alice Bailey from the United Nations, she wrote the book Externalization of the Hierarchy, Mm -hmm. things like that, Occultist Alice Bailey. You type in Alice Bailey 2025 and you see what comes up on the Internet. Mm -hmm. Um, She wrote in the 40s about the year 2025 being the target year um, for much of their agenda. Uh, And that's that's what I want people to understand. Like you were saying earlier, this has been planned. This has all the earmarks of intelligent design because it's been planned for decades.
1: Satanic intelligent design and i think and and here's what people lose sight of and and i don't it shows what i call the fecklessness of the church and many christians sorry uh, i'm not calling all of you but i'm just saying people in in christianity they want instant results we want to build our building tomorrow get all these people saved and you know we we don't they don't look 20 30 years down the road they they just don't i mean that's because that's beyond my lifetime i want to see it now Yet mm-hmm. Satan, when he gets a hold of somebody, when they are demonically possessed, and I believe many of these people truly are demonically, uh, they're, they're possessed. Yep. And and that demon will work through that individual. In I believe this firmly. And that individual will have a single purpose to accomplish this one piece of this master plan in their lifetime, even if the master plan is not going to be ready for 50 more years. Mm-hmm. That's all they know. And then that demon finds somebody else to pick up that work and pick up that work. And these demons that <laughs> transcend across all of this time have been piecing this horrific satanic plan together. And and the people that have come and gone in that process, died and gone to hell, for what they have done, um, they just keep on finding more, and it's always as we, as I mentioned earlier this week, when Saint Paul wrote to Timothy in in First Timothy chapter six, and he had these words: "The love of money being the root of all evil." The better translation is really the lust of wealth mm. and power. If you if you really take the words and go to what. You know, I I think for when the King James Bible came out, the love of money, we really didn't know what money was. That was like a catch-all phrase. But really, to understand the expression, and it fits so firmly today, the lust, the lust of wealth and power is the root of all evil. And when you put it in those words, it becomes very emphatic and very clear. and, And everything and all the evils that that roll into that, whether it be sexual immorality or any of it, it all ties together in that power and wealth structure that I can do as I please, because I have wealth. I have power.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, again, what do we do I think that's the question. If this has been planned, this has been uh, perpetrated against humanity over decades and planned against humanity, they're rolling it out. And there's not a whole lot Mm -hmm. we can do. That's right. But as Christians, what can we do? What can we prepare for? First and foremost, this world is not our home. Amen. We, we have to prepare for martyrdom because it's very likely that that will happen. It's been likely in every generation since Christ, and many people have been martyred. Uh, but then there are those who have survived, but have done so with uh, with very little, and through that have become saints in many ways because of their, their fortitude and their courage and the grace of God and their love of Jesus Christ to a decadent, barbarous humanity. And by showing civility, love, and Christ in that environment is no easy task, but it's one we're called to. And Paul said to the Christians in Philippi, has not only been given unto you to believe in his name, but to suffer for his sake. Are you ready for that?
1: My guest today, the Reverend Dr. Timothy Gales. I want to thank you for being on the program today. I do enjoy our conversations, and we'll have you back on, hopefully, sometime next week. The world is truly changing, and many that claim to be Christians are not really following what the Bible teaches and how to be prepared. Many in this country that claim to be Christian are not even in any kind of fellowship Any kind of a prayer life, any type of study in God's Word, they kind of go day by day and try to do everything on their own. We're going to be talking in the future, uh, some future episodes into next week and the week after, about the things we can do together to be prepared. I'm reaching out to, to others that God has laid similar thoughts on their heart as He has to mine. Now tomorrow, tomorrow I'm excited about my guest, name is Michael Landry. You may have heard the name. Maybe you haven't. If you've ever read Western Journal, Western Journal, he's one of their writers. And, And I've run across a number of his articles that have been just outstanding. And I just had to reach out to him about a week or so ago with one article that he wrote. And I didn't know if he'd write back, but he did. And then we started sharing our common experiences in life. The fact that Oh, even though a little bit ahead of me. Oh, yeah, he was once a, a top 40 disc jockey like I was. He had looked into broadcast engineering, the news business, all a lot of similar things, but, but some things that are different. And we realize that there's a certain parallel in his life and mine, and also in the things that God has laid on his heart, As well, looking to the future. So it's going to be a really great program, I believe, tomorrow. You'll want to hear it. Do you believe in the mission and ministry of Truth to Ponder? We are still committed to using shortwave radio, which a lot of ministries don't want to do anymore. They, they, They love the Internet, but the Internet can be censored. If you believe in what we're doing, would you help us stay on the air? I know not everybody can, but if you can, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio ancient word radio mail it to truth to ponder 5753 that's 5753 highway 85 north number 3248 5753 highway 85 north number 3248 and we are in crestview crestview florida zip code 32536 that's 32536
0: I like to cook on the big green egg. Why? It's impressive and everything turns out great on the big green egg. If you don't have one, you got to go to Wassey's Meat Market and get a big green egg. They have the lowest prices in the country. They also have all the accessories. They even have a classroom set up to teach you all the basic techniques on the big green egg and advanced techniques on the big green egg. When you get the big green egg from Wassey's Meat Market, there's a lifetime guarantee. So check them out. It's Wassey's Meat Market. Check them out on Instagram or just go to their website, .com in Melbourne on Wickham Road it's Wassie's Meat Market